Hello, beautiful women and the men who love them. Welcome again to your co-wife podcast, a podcast for young Christian women who are on a beautiful journey as wives, mothers, and professionals, and are not ashamed to pattern their lives by God's word. On this podcast, every conversation is centered around women as we navigate through every season of our lives using the right foundations. Today's conversation is on the topic, raising godly seed. So grab a chair. Let's do this together. Welcome to your co-wife podcast. Today I have Deborah Nwegbu. So I've known Debbie since hmm, 2015, 2014, 2015. I'm trying to remember, but I've known her for a while now. And she's such a sweet darling and she's a mother of three in fact my head is doing boom 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 like three amazing children like i give her a hand like you know thank you debbie thank you for joining <laughs> on this conversation thank you so much thank you very much for having me i am so honored to be here thank Aww, you we are being so official right now <laughs> okay <laughs> all right today's conversation we're talking on raising godly seed um we're saying it in scripture a lot of times especially and we've heard it said most times that the goal of marriage which is to honor god is also to raise godly seed for him in honor of god himself so it's mm. no it's not just about having oh i just want to get married i just want to have children our homes, our marriages, and our children uh, fulfill one purpose, and that purpose is to bring glory to God. So, mm-hmm. in today's world, it doesn't seem like it because we have differing views. People are just living life like, okay, it's my life. I can do whatever I want to do with it. But Hello. as believers, that is not the case. So, let's go straight into it. Too. You are a mother of three. What was it like? Uh, well, so my first is five, five and three quarters. Mm. (laughs) He'll be six six in March. That's Joshua. And then I have Okukwe who just turned four. She's, um, she just turned four last, last month, October. And then I have Egwono. Okay. Egwono is going to be two in January. So, what it's, <laughs> what it's like, it's unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. I'm not one of those girls who grew up with, like, maternal um, experience. You know, some children, they've been taking care of younger children all their lives. So, so maybe when they get married and have their mm. own children, it's like... Oh, I've done this before. No, that was not. That's not me. I, it was just a totally new experience for me. Ah, uh, it's wonderful. It's. I remember telling you one time um, that when you have your child, it's it's a different kind of love that you feel. That's that's really the only way I can explain. Like it's almost like you've never owned anything before. I'm using the word owned. I know that would trigger some people. Like, you don't own your child. Yeah. I know, I know. Just pardon yeah. me. But what I mean is, it just feels like you've really been given a gift by God. You uh-huh. And this is actually your... Yeah, so that's that's what I would say it feels like. Yeah, it's not all rosy. It can be maddening. Okay. <laughs> it can be heart-wrenching, yeah. you know, hair-pulling, uh-huh. kind of emotions that you go through but it's it's really worth it mm, it's really worth it <laughs> okay but to be honest being a mom is truly yeah. truly worth it i i can totally agree with it i remember when i was when i saw my daughter for the first time i was like hey, hey, hey god what have i got myself into you know <laughs> that kind of feel like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I had me, I had a mixture of emotions. There was the fear of, can I do this? And then there was the, oh my God, she's so beautiful. I thank God for this precious gift, you know? So I had, for me personally, that was Mm -hmm. a mixture of what I had. And 
I still do have. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I have to. yeah. It's like I'm on my toes, and she does keep me on my toes. So, like, yeah, I have to ensure that whatever <laughs> I'm doing, I, I have to reflect the right thing every yeah, time. There's definitely, there's definitely that that as- that aspect of, can I do this? Like, yeah. I'm like. You know, I look and I'm like, how did our parents have 10 kids, have 12 <laughs> kids? Like, what? How did they do it? You know, who who were those mothers? I, I feel like like going to do like an interview or something, how they did it. Mm. <laughs> you know, how do you raise 12 children? How do you raise 10 children? I'm only at three and I'm done. <laughs> and I'm giving you hand. You know, like, I just feel like I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Giving you hand, though, like, ah, you're trying. Ah, uh, well. Try. Uh, let me just say it's God's doing. I'm not entirely, (laughs) it's not totally my plan or it wasn't really my plan. It's, uh, it's, it's what God did. Let me put it that way. It's what God did for us. Uh, I'm one of those people who, when we got married, we're like, oh, no children in the first two years. You know, we want to enjoy, (laughs) we want to enjoy marriage and, you know, enjoy ourselves as just a couple and and then i think we lasted like two months <laughs> and then boom i was pregnant i was like what is this what just happened what just happened no 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 it can't be oh my goodness am i pregnant oh no okay so the first one comes and okay we're getting used to it and then boom the second one i'm like what is going on like <laughs> yeah it, it may seem funny but I, I understand. <laughs> it's it's yeah. funny now, but that's really how it happened. Oh, yeah, I right. actually had a miscarriage after my second. Um, oh. I had a miscarriage, and you know, for me, it was like, okay, okay. I I wasn't so sad because I was really like, this thing is happening really too fast. Hmm. I wasn't. I was sad, of course. Like I lost a child and all of the emotion and everything that comes with it. But it was a kind of mix of okay okay so maybe we'll just cool off on that and then before i knew it again boom i was pregnant again i was like what is going on with this body like (laughs) she just like getting pregnant or what you know so in the space of like five years okay so we've been married now for six years yeah six years and some months we got married in may so we have three kids so i've practically been pregnant almost all through pregnant or breastfeeding pregnant or, bre- or breastfeeding so it's just been a very roller coaster time of my life so how, i think i think i've slowed I, down I have to because <laughs> because i'm wondering how you did it because in my head i'm very sure somebody wants to know like okay what how did you do that you're like every year you're like you said either you're breastfeeding or you're pregnant <laughs> What happened to okay? So, you? What happened to yourself? What happened to how did you? How oh, did you carry <laughs> one year old and you're pregnant? How did you? Yeah. So 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 we are we are in a very interesting situation. I and my husband because we immediately we got married. We got married in March and by December of that year, 2017, we had to relocate to Cameroon, where my husband was coming to start a residency program in um, general surgery it's a crazy crazy busy program so i was pregnant already by the time we got here and then so shortly after i gave birth to our first child and luckily for me my mom was able to come but the problem is where we live in cameroon is actually the anglophone area where there's a conflict kind of like what is happening with biafran struggle right now so they are struggling and they are trying to like break free from the rest of Cameroon. So it's a conflict zone. So a lot of things, a lot of that, that means a lot of things. It means that schools are in danger. Schools were actually not allowed to, to open for many years. They eventually lifted the ban, but even till now, government schools are not allowed to open. So when we got here and realized what we were coming into, even though we had been, you know, we had been thinking of the idea of um, homeschooling and all of that before coming here. But when we got here, it, it became like a necessity because school was very unstable. You could be in school. There have been many issues, you know. You could be in school and then somebody comes into the school or 
students are being um you know molested or harassed even teachers wow. and all of those kinds of things so it, for us it, it became like a necessity even though right now i can say things are fairly stable but okay. you know we we just moved into that space of mind where we're like no i think we'll just we'll just do this homeschool thing and okay. see how it goes i had no idea what i was saying we had no idea what we were saying when we were saying we were going <laughs> to homeschool but okay. <laughs> but we are here um so i started homeschooling last year so oh. we're a year plus into it now yes because i got this um i got an advice from from one of my big sisters in nigeria who homeschooled her children and she says uh, you should not try to teach your child anything until he's four i'm like sorry <laughs> say that again what do you mean don't try to teach your child anything until he's four i'm like ma like shouldn't he be like reading textbooks by the time he's four <laughs> she insisted that i should not try to teach anything and i I did that. I really tried my best to do that. I did not formally teach anything until my son turned four, which was um, early last year. And incredibly, as she said, it happened exactly like that. He just picked up on everything because he had been seeing things. He has seen A, B, C. He knows A is R, you know, and he just started reading at the age of four. I was like, okay, this okay, woman. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> slow down. We need to. <laughs> that part is. Uh, I'm I'm like okay 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 what are you are you for real yeah so so we need yeah to understand the rationale behind that <laughs> sorry I'm sure someone is like okay <laughs> we need to understand like the rationale behind that like how does that work what okay so so what to start at that age at four yes so yeah. the child is generally not ready have you tried to to sit a three year old down. And tell them, oh, do this, pick a pen and write this, or do something. It's a frustrating experience if you're going to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's there's no okay. point. There's really no point for me from my own experience now, having having done mm -hmm. what she said. Really, the child is just not ready. All the child needs to know from maybe zero to three, zero to up until four, is just oh, know the alphabets. You know, just. You know, from singing songs, all the rhymes and all of those things, just playing and stuff. Eventually, they will get it. They will get it because they've been exposed to it. It's just like how you know someone's name because you you see them every day. You know, you may meet someone the first time, but you you it's hard to like retain the person's name. But after that, you're able to when you see the person a second time, a third time, a fourth time. You know, it sticks. That's just how it is. So children need time. They need time to play. They need time to just develop. Even their hands. I, I even learned something about that. There's there's some, um, what was it called now? Their hands are not strong enough to even hold a pen. Yeah, like hold a pen and actually form the letters before they are four. So like stressing them to write or do any of those things, it's okay, just like a waste of time. Contrary to the African mother mentality yeah this is like this is yeah. wow yeah i'm like what are you are you serious this is not what we're used to hearing especially in this part of the world yeah it's and i i told you um okukwe just turned four and it's the same thing i did with her and she's already yeah. reading um three letter like um i am a boy kind of sentences cat the cat is you know up those kind of things it's it's just it's the same thing I did with her. Not nothing stressful. Just play, enjoy it. Yeah, it works. It really works. I can wow. say it works. <laughs> In fact, I'm I'm noting that down. I need to note that down. And I'm sure someone's like, this is strange, but it it's worked twice for you. Yeah. It means that yeah. Does work. Oh, oh, Joshua. Joshua is not yet six, but he's reading books. I mean, he's reading. If you know what the, the, all these books were, where they write, I can read I, and I can read book. Yeah. He reads several of them every day. He can read them well. Wow. Wow. That is something. Yeah. Wow. Well done, Mama. Uh, Good job. 
A lot of blood and sweat and tears. Okay, so, <laughs> it's hmm. not as as sweet as it sounds. Okay, so you're talking about stressing ourselves and as mothers and doing the most because of some sort of tradition or what's been passed down and all that. But I want you to do like a comparison. You growing up and the the upbringing you had as a child. <laughs> now, what would you say about that? Um, in comparison to what you are giving your children now, what are the things you feel like, okay, they worked for you, you're implementing the same in your own children. Um, and what are those things you think did not work and they're not, you're not even bringing it close to your children? <laughs> Let's okay, go. so uh, the way I was raised is worlds apart from how my kids are being raised now. Um, I say that because... Okay. Uh, I don't know how to say this. I actually struggled with with putting this into words. So mm. I think I was raised like many other Nigerian children where it was more... Uh, I'm trying to be careful because, you know, I'm talking about my parents and yeah. I don't want to paint them in a bad light. Exactly. But I'm sure that, I'm sure that we all okay. understand what I'm about to say. There was a more... <laughs> Susan, stop making me laugh. I'm trying to say something very serious here. <laughs> okay. However, you there, there was a more there was a more relaxed there was a more relaxed way about parenting. More relaxed in the sense of um, nobody was on your case per se. I don't know if that makes sense. Like no. you didn't have someone who was coaching you, who was raising you, like deliberately trying to raise you well that was the way i was raised i don't know if that's the same for everybody but i, I feel like it's it's it cuts across get it okay so just go ahead when you explain further i'm like okay 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 get yeah so there was there wasn't a so um i'm the first child i have a brother and then a sister and Mm-hmm. For me, I've always, let me put it this way, I've always had a good head on my shoulders. So I think maybe that also yeah. compounded my issue. You know, I was the kind of child, my parents say it all the time, I'm the kind of child that came out from the womb talking. You know, I just knew what to do, what to say. And, you know, I was just ahead of ahead of my class. So maybe okay. maybe that also, like, made my case bad, made, me fe- made my parents feel like, oh, she didn't need much, you know, hand-holding. Yeah. And so it wasn't... I don't remember it being there. And I wish it was, really. Yeah. I really do wish it was. But it just wasn't there the way I would have wanted. I'm a child who really likes... Um, I like to be talked to. I like to talk. That's the that's the way I was. But yeah. for some reason, I never really got that as a child. Okay. So now I'm, I have my own kids and... I'm doing that with them and I can see the difference. Mm. So what I mean by that, so let me take Joshua, for example, Joshua is the little professor. He's the <laughs> um, dinosaur boy, science kid kind of boy. Right. And he wants to know everything that is happening. He wants to know why everything is happening. And luckily for him, I am here to answer those questions. Mm. Then we go out, you know, and you just find him, maybe with his friends or with other adults. And he's doling out things that he has learned or he's just saying, oh, this is what did this. And people are like, oh, you're so smart. And in my mind, I'm like, uh, yeah, he's actually quite smart. But it's not just about him being smart. It's that he has somebody to ask questions. Yeah. He, has, he has someone to bounce off ideas on who actually gives him answers. And I think that's what is missing for many children. You know, I don't know if you've ever noticed, everybody has done this at some point, you know, a child will come up to you and say, is this color red? Is this, is this red? And it's red, you know, it's red. And you're wondering, this child knows it's red. Why are you asking me if it's red? You know, and it's almost irritating. Like, you know, why are you asking me? And the child will go bring something else and ask again. And the child, the child will be correct every time, but he's still asking, you know, the, the natural response that we we got was irritation like stop but stop bothering me yeah like you know this thing already why are you still asking but the truth is the child doesn't actually know already the child thinks they know and knows that they are not sure 
So they are, that asking again is they are trying to solidify what they have learned. Mm, okay. So they just needed an affirmation. Do you understand? Yeah. So many times children don't get that. And they try the first time, they try to ask, oh, what is this? They get buffed off, you know, like, go away, you're, you're bothering me. They try again. Many children over time learn to not bother to ask. Many children, they just they just stop asking. Or if they still ask, maybe they, they find other people who are willing to listen to them. But what happens is actually we are dulling our children down when we do that. Because a child who gets all of those yeah. answers is more confident eventually. Like, oh, I yeah. know. Because they were able to get that affirmation. So for me... I think I think that would that's what I would say was the major difference between how I was raised and how I'm raising my kids now. Yeah. I'm just trying to be more present. deliberate, more <laughs> yeah. um present, yeah, more available. Yeah. That's that's just what we are trying to do. I'm saying me, <laughs> me and my husband. That's what we're yeah. trying to do. We just wanted we just want that that kind of space for our children. Yeah. So I, I'd have to say that it's a good the good thing that you're doing, and um, we have to give it to our parents. I feel like for most parents, especially for us adults now, who would look back and say, "Oh, there's some things that we didn't like and would want to improve." I feel mm-hmm. like if, the first thing I have to give to them is, mm-hmm. if they knew better, they would do better they would do better exactly that's, exactly that's, that's, you have to you have to cut them that slack there no sure. definitely for sure for sure that's why i was saying i didn't want to make it seem like you know i was like maligning them no at yeah. all at all i actually so let me just give this little story so i was talking about how i'm that child who would have loved to but I got to hear my mother's story and I didn't ask for permission to share this, but I, I don't think she will mind. I'm not going to go too deep into details, but right. my mother grew up with step with stepmothers. She grew okay. up with stepmothers and her mother wasn't there. Hmm. I don't just imagine that you grew up without your mother with stepmothers. She was the first. And so she literally didn't have a childhood. Hmm. All the other children who were giving birth to after her, she automatically became their their caregiver. And so her, her childhood was like stripped away. She had to be mother from as very little as age seven, age eight, age 10. Wow. So um, emotions and, you know, all of this cuddly, cuddly, boodly, woodly, oh, my <laughs> darling baby, you know, it, it just wasn't... <laughs> It's not something that she's familiar with or she was familiar with, you know, understand. Mm. So to give it would would be asking a lot because she would have had to like grow out of all of that, heal from all of that. You know, it would have taken a lot, which many people don't actually get to to go through. So, yeah, so she did. She really did the best. And if I if I would say I'm great, what I'm grateful for about how my parents raised me is they didn't hinder me. Yeah. That's that's I think that's the biggest gift they gave to me. They didn't hinder me. They saw the path that I was on and they encouraged it and they helped me, you know, grow in it and thrive in it. So for that I'm I'm ever grateful. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. It's it's there's two things I'm picking from here, and I think I just want to first of all stay in the part um in the area of your own upbringing affecting how you in turn bring up your own children. For me, my parents were uh, my parents are I'm still I am saying uh, because my mom's could listen to this conversation. So <laughs> let me pick my words. <laughs> <laughs> But it, they're very, what's the word now? I don't want to use the word. They're not, well, they can be hard, but they're very, it's almost like, okay, it's our way. So this has to be done our way. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now, growing up in that kind of, um, yeah. I'm, I'm the first child. I have a younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we have that similar pattern. Now, it's, it's almost like, now for me, I wasn't exactly left 
on my own like oh do nah on the mm-hmm. contrary it was like i was full up back to back like yeah like, like it's like like a hawk over me like okay this you put your leg this way don't you understand everything like has to be right has to be perfect so for me there's that right now there's that subconscious feeling of i don't want to make a mistake because what's my dad going to think what's mm. my mom going to think now i've brought that into my home i've just seen it a couple of times like so there's this oh even making decisions for myself it's i kind of see that for me yes they wanted to be protective and they wanted to make sure that i don't fall into the wrong hands under the wrong things but what that did is it it had me second guessing mm. my mm-hmm. own self and making decisions yeah do you understand basically like mm. well it, so there's there's no there's no oh there's no adventure first of all i'm not even adventure i don't want to try anything that has the in fact i weigh the risk so much that <laughs> you end up not I, doing I, it I allow time allow- thank you so <laughs> i end up not doing it because i don't want to make a mistake mm. you know i i end up not so it's it's i've seen it play and so for me that's not something i want to repeat mm-hmm. with my own do you understand with my own my own um children and another thing i'd say is being expressive of mm. emotion so it's almost like yeah we could i think it's much later as we began to grow older mm-hmm. where we're much older that we could be oh okay well, you know, i'm an adult <laughs> i want to express <laughs> but then it's almost like as if oh you couldn't get angry why are you angry you can't see you're not the adult here you can't be angry mm-hmm. when you is it like they offended why, why would you be angry <laughs> why would you be angry you get you know that kind of thing so it's almost felt like as if oh you, your emotions exactly did not matter that's what it felt like do you understand so there were so many yeah. things that were oh they were trying to like um I, I see i see where i see the good impact of that do you understand so the thing about it is that mm-hmm. there's always going yeah. to be something that it would impact on that would be good but then you can see mm-hmm. tending to, to the other side of some yeah. actions that our parents take so no so typically I definitely would not want to start throwing a tantrum. There's some things that I see some adults do. And I'm like, never, never. <laughs> like, if you had my kind of parents, you would never, never think about you would it. never do that. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. But then I began to see that. Okay, so I, I noticed that, oh, personally, I was short on patience. Like, mm. I could really, like, you, you make it like, why would you make such a mistake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you understand? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, so I'm very short. Sure like, you should have thought that through before you invite when i went to my husband i was like hey excuse me it, it, it's quite it's it's quite interesting because <laughs> i would say the same thing about myself even though you so do you see i i think life is just a paradox it's just very funny it's just funny how we were raised differently yeah. but <laughs> we still kind of ended up at the same place <laughs> i guess it's also because it's also because of um our own individual personalities how it's like kind of plays with how it plays or rubs off on what we're receiving from the environment environment being our parents environment being the culture around us and all of that yeah so I would I would say the same thing, you know. I was talking about, you know, sometimes not feeling confident enough to do certain things yeah. because I oh maybe at a certain age I felt like I needed some kind of validation and then oh everybody just thought oh she's fine, she's okay, she doesn't need any validation. So yeah. but then I'm in my mind I'm like, "Oh, are you sure you can do this?" you know. So we still ended up kind of at the same place, but <laughs> yeah. maybe slightly differently. Yeah, I, I, I would it. I would say I'm adventurous. I would because I've gotten to do some things, you know. I would say I'm adventurous. But that's that's just the way life is. And you were talking about how um so there are there are extremes on both ends. Mm. There's the um there's the very um authoritative parenting, there's the very um what's it called relaxed, now relaxed relaxed uh, sort of relaxed yeah i'm trying to remember the the book name for oh, okay. it yes there's the relaxed 
the relaxed way and then there's the assertive way, which we are all trying to believe that we are now. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just, it's really an art because each child is different. Mm. Each child is different and it's an art because you cannot just be authoritative all the time. There are times when you need to be authoritative. There are times when you need to be, you know, that's easygoing, okay, everything you do is okay kind of parent. There are, but there are different situations. There are different um, personalities that go with with those. So that's that's the trick about parenting. You know, it's, it's, it's an art. It's something that you need to like keep building and keep honing. It's like a skill that you need to hone so that you know when to use what for for which kind of situation yeah. and that's why for those of us who are believers mm. the holy spirit is like indispensable mm. in this work yeah the holy spirit is totally indispensable because it's it's for, for my daughter um Okukwe, the four-year-old like you just need to tell her no 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 what you have done is wrong you know she she can just like coil up into herself and she may even just go and lie down and you find out that she has slept off because you talked to her for joshua even if you flog him <laughs> he will even be laughing at you wow <laughs> like, he'll yeah, be laughing at you yeah. you know like you have to really you have to really hit him like before he will cry mm. if you just do the normal oh bring, come bring your phone from here you just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile if you touch a okay like that oh my god the whole day is spoiled you have to kill a cow before she will wow. come out <laughs> of her of herself so so children are different of course so joshua gets more spanking mm -hmm. <laughs> naturally mm -hmm. <laughs> you know he can he cannot he cannot get off as easily as ogokwe would yes yeah, okay, so, doesn't that, doesn't so it's just the way doesn't that seem partial because i remember growing up i i know my father says it all the time now, yeah that i received the most flogging ever <laughs> like the most punishment ever. Like I was like, was I that stubborn? Like this small girl. Like what did I ever do? Yeah, but I I I, so I asked I, that still about myself. Like okay, so yeah, so so now this is us bringing. Don't you think they will feel like, at mommy and daddy are being partial, some sort of way, but are not being uh, fair. Well, understand because now you're saying what you use the kind of discipline you use for one child can't be different from well maybe maybe child. he's so, not yet at that age where he can feel that way how do you because we're entering the question of discipline now how do you discipline your children differently at the same time you're showing them love at the same time you're making them see that they are not um, there's no sort of um what's that word now there's no favorite in the sense that oh this person goes off easily this person gets it worse especially for the first child how do you yeah as we, we experience that you know yeah <laughs> yeah so i i get where you i am very aware of that um but the the truth is the children are different they are different and what will work for one will not necessarily work for the other mm. and it will be it will not be wise to just say oh i'm flogging everybody five strokes do you get because yeah. what five strokes would do for joshua for example it will totally devastate okukwe <laughs> um yeah. but but then there there are those who argue that no that's just manipulation you know why would she just you know do that if she if she did the same thing with joshua then she should get the same you know punishment she take the same punishment some people would say that oh um giving different treatments like different punishments to different children yeah. is showing favoritism and are you sure one child is not just manipulating yeah. you you know some children know how yes. to manipulate you know there's all of that it's possible i agree but on the other hand you also have to um understand the children understand that's why uh well maybe we'll get to it the issue of being present mm. is is a very big one for me okay being present and being present now, nobody should start feeling condemned because they work like from from six a.m. to six p.m. kind mm. of jobs. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not even just talking about like physically present. I'm talking about being available. But I'll get. I'll get to that yeah, in a okay. bit, hopefully. <laughs> All right. But 
Um, children, children are children are different. Children are very different. I have three of them, and it's interesting that my last girl is more like Joshua Egwono. Is more like Joshua than she is like Okukwe, okay. even though they are both girls. Mm. Yeah, in personality, she's 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 more like Joshua by far, by far. Okukwe is just special <laughs> in her own yeah. way, you know. Yeah, so so that's just the truth, and she's been like that. So for me, because I've been there from her birth, I can tell you that this is not something that she is not that she's trying to manipulate me. This is how she is. Mm. I'll give you an example. Um, my husband works really, really late. Like there are times when we we don't see him for twenty four hours. We live on the same compound here in the hospital, but he works he works like a really tight schedule. And Okukwe was she wasn't one yet. She must have been like maybe nine months or ten ten months old. And her favorite person was her dad. Mm. This particular day, he he just he went as usual and he didn't come back till maybe a day later or whatever. And you know, this tiny child that could not even stand was just managing to crawl or you know, it was just it was just amazing. We thought it was a joke, but it was real. She when he came back and he tried to like carry her, oh my baby, she just turned away. Like, you know the way a Yoruba, a conk Yoruba woman would eye you oh and just God. turn like hey, you think you think i saw you i didn't see you and she just turned i was like uh, what just happened that's it no no i'm sure maybe it's baby electrics electric sparks are going off in her head you know it's just baby stuff come this way come this way and carry her again the girl turned the other way i'm like what is going on here how is this girl even this emotionally mm. intelligent how can she even how can she even process this emotion that she's exhibiting right now? Like she was angry with him. How dare you go away for so long and now you're coming back and acting like everything is fine. Yeah. I, I, that was what we were seeing from. This girl wasn't 10 months yet. Do you understand? So yeah. she's that she's that kind of person. She's just very deeply emotional. So it's not about so nobody can come now and tell me that it is manipulation mm. because we like we've been there from the beginning. We know that this is how she is. So it's for you to really know your child. And to know your child, you need to be present. That's just how it is. You have to be present. You cannot know your... It's like studying studying a course. You want to become a bachelor in a course. You cannot not study. You have to study yeah. the child to know the child. That's the only way you're going to be able to know what is appropriate part time for each of them. So... Okay. Maybe we can just ease into. Do I don't know you, if so you're done with this. With yeah, the, yeah, let's go into. Yeah, how do you be present? How can you be present for your children? I think we should just go into that first, and then. Okay, so being present, being present for, being present for our children is. So, like I was saying, I'm not attacking those. I am mm. very blessed to be able to do this, even though, <laughs> even though I'm. So I don't know if I mentioned okay. I'm a stay-at-home parent. So I'm at home with the kids two, four, seven, like. But I'm I feel very oh blessed, God. even though it's emotionally draining, I must confess. It's it's a very tough, it's a very tough place to be because one on the side of raising children is a very emotional mm. thing. Because it's like <laughs> somebody said it's like your heart's you're you're watching your heart running around, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really emotionally draining, really. Because you are trying to like form this child into what you think mm. is um is right or what you think the child should be and the child has their own ideas and then you are also trying to pedal back you know and find the balance and make yeah. sure you know it's a very intricate dance kind of trying to see who the child mm -hmm. is supposed to be because that's what the bible says we should raise children up in the way they are supposed to go in the way they are supposed to go. So there is a way the child is supposed to go. And when they grow up, they will not depart yeah. from it. It's not, a lot of us read it to mean raise up a child in the way they are supposed, I, I don't know how like, to say this, in the way we want them to be. That's the way we read exactly. it. But there's actually a way that child, yeah, there's a way that child was programmed by yeah. God. Just like I'm saying, my, my middle child is very emotional. She's the, all her heart into 
something yeah. or nothing at all kind of person. That's the way she is. So I shouldn't now, for me, I actually, let me confess now, <laughs> I struggled with it because I'm the tough person kind yeah. of human being. I'm the, you know, like, ah, don't, don't be so, so emotional kind of person. It took me a while. I really struggled with it. I had to pray about it one day, like, God, help me to love this girl the way I should, because I find myself conflicting with her personality. Yeah. I'm trying to like, no, you should be tougher than this. How can you be so fickle? You know, how can you be so like this? And immediately I prayed that prayer. I'm telling you, I've, I struggled. I, I said, I'll give it as a testimony. And I think this yeah. is just a good place to, to do it. This was this year. I'm and the girl is she turned four wow. this year, right? So I prayed this prayer this year. So I struggled with this thing for like how many years? For for the four years of her life, like just looking at her, and like no, this girl reminds me of you know these people that manipulate mm. people. You know, you have some classmates who were just like this. They just knew how to wrap the teacher around their fingers. Yeah. You know that kind of thing. I struggled with it. Like no, my child, how can this be my child? Do you understand? So I found myself really, really at odds at that with that personality. But it came from God and there's a purpose for it. What I need to do now is to find what it should be and channel it properly. Of course, it can go to the extreme, but that's my job now to find out how to channel this the right way. That's what, and I prayed that prayer and I'm telling you in, it was less than 48 hours. How I know is we used to have a lot of fights. Like it was always like power struggles in the house. Okukwe do this. Okukwe does it. She will tell you no. <laughs> I don't want to do it. You know. And I prayed that prayer, and it was, it was like magic. I'm telling you, it was like magic. I can tell you that it it just seized, mm -hmm. and I started to see her in a new light. I don't think she changed. I think God just walked something into my heart yeah. and I was able to just appreciate the beauty of her personality and not see it through the eyes of you know people that I might have met in my past and all of those kinds of things and just see her for the beauty that she is okay so so that that's what I'm when I'm talking about presence it just means be available see these children see them as in really see right. them don't just say, oh, yes, I have a child. Some people make statements. I've heard so many kinds of statements that just kill me. You hear some people say it's only in the womb that it's difficult to raise a child. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it yeah. the right way, but what they, what they literally mean is it's only pregnancy that is difficult. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm. <laughs> How can you be saying that? Only pregnancy is difficult. So once the child comes out, oh, praise the Lord, yeah. we're done. Like the, you just started, you just started, you haven't done anything. That's where it starts. After pregnancy, you give birth and hey, then you have now started. You have to be present. You have to see that child for who the child is. Take your time. And so I was saying, I'm not attacking people who are busy. So like my, let me use my husband as a, as an example. Like I tell you, I've said it already about how busy he is, but you cannot say that he doesn't know these okay. children. You cannot say that, like he cannot hear something and, or just like you're doing a guessing game. Oh, who do you think would do this? He would tell, he would tell you accurately, yeah. like who is most likely to do this. And can the children come to you and tell you what they're feeling, what they're mm -hmm. afraid of, what they're thinking, the questions that they have? That's what it means to be present. It's not just about being there two, four, seven. It's about being available when you are available. Yeah, I think that... You know, when you are physically there, how, how available are you, really? How available are you? Are you still on your phone? Are you still catching up with with office work? Are you like, oh, go and meet your mother, you know? Or go and meet the mm. nanny, you know? It's, it's, it's all of that. It's all of that. It's being really available to the child, looking into the child's eyes and letting them know that you are available for them to talk to, to ask questions, to say whatever it is they want mm. to say. That's what presence means for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That was a yes, long, it was one. <laughs> long one. But it was really enlightening because yeah. really, like you mm -hmm. said, being present. Like, there's something I was going to ask, but I think you've actually answered it. Talking about um, the role of Usually for the men, you have typically you have mm. it's almost like as if the bringing up of a child is left to the women, like it's their responsibility. Mm. And then because you have that that gap, mm. you see that children are not really formed like 
as they ought to be because they're looking for mm-hmm. something that only their fathers can provide and then you have the man who is yeah exactly super busy oh you know i have to provide for the family there's so much going on mm-hmm. and we'll be tidy mm-hmm. if it's both father and mother who are super busy pushing the bag yeah you know you have children who are now left to maybe extended families uh um, nannies mm. you know outsiders to just be. yeah and there's that that gap just keeps widening and widening and widening because they just yeah want. and most times i've noticed that when you see children who who are really naughty you you discover that most times it's a cry for attention yes it's not because oh they just want to be naughty yeah Apart from the fact that yes they've picked up a few things here and there because maybe one you didn't notice or you were not um, aware of or you just maybe school or something or some sort of mm. relationship they pick up some things but other times it's a cry for attention yeah that mommy daddy you are not there i need and they could just do anything to get the attention and then if you like you said if you don't allow the holy spirit to to lead you if you do not be present and pay attention if despite your schedule you would miss it and you just mm. be like it's either you go overboard this one is evil spirit that worrying this child or it's mm the child just wants to be naughty you will not kill me my mother did mm-hmm. not kill me so you will not kill me mm-hmm. so, you know you have you have you have yeah. that playing out as well and it doesn't it doesn't like we've said it doesn't stop you from discipline because i'm of the school of thought that there is nothing that as good as discipline for children because we see some other children who were left like you said left to themselves make decisions for themselves left to imagine parents who two days they don't get to see to see their parents and you even see mm. some children who oh okay you can come and visit your friend they just go off two days three days then their friends they don't know what kind of values what, what applies in that home they're exposed mm-hmm. you know these are things that mm-hmm. i feel like parents need to take be very very careful about yes why that's the question as it, it just begs the question you know when you have a child and your life schedule doesn't seem to be able to make space for the child it just begs the question Girl, so why is no you... money no there's no money well, i agree money. but see there's, see there's, see you need money to take care of the children Abby. so so you see that's that's another area so let's let's just go into it that's another area yes. the, the question is how much money that's that's really the question see there are people who are living on half of your salary with five children and the children are not dying see you know what i've yeah, what i've come are to you giving the best of life are you giving up so, so, so the question like yes yeah, so the question life. is what is the best of life that's the question you we need to we need to answer what is the best of life if you ask your child what the best of life is do you know what they would answer you they would say seeing you and being seen by mm. you that's the best of life for your child this whole idea of the best of life being the best of schools being the best of um play things toys being the best of i don't know whatever it's being it's your home, it's your own idea travel and we need we need to we need to just mm. be sincere with ourselves it is our own idea it's not the child's idea a child would rather any day any time except for a child who has been thought otherwise to say oh my parents don't really care so oh i'll, I'll take the xbox instead you know but they have to be taught yeah. they have to be trained out of it because a child's primary yearning is for the parents is for the parents like you have their their mumu button i put, let me put it that way you have their mumu button in your <laughs> hand i'm telling you so the best of life for that child is being seen by you and seeing you and knowing that you are there. Then you can start adding other things. So if you've not done this one, just like Jesus said, he said you should not have, you should not have a, a, ignored the latter. I'll be hard, I'm misquoting the scripture now where he was talking about paying your tithes and all of that. He said you should have done this yeah. one without ignoring the other. This yes, is the cocoa. Yes, yes. This is the real matter. Yeah. This is the real matter. Seen and seeing you. That is what your child will say. 
You think they care more about all of those things, nice things? Why are we talking like this? Even we, when we were children, we had, we went through all these phases mm. where we were, we were just like, would somebody just see me? Would somebody just talk yeah. to me? Would somebody just, you know? And then you see somebody, they say they are hustling for you. And you cannot even understand what the hustling was about. Like, <laughs> it's not like I I'm do, even I going do. abroad. Anyways, <laughs> what, what, is this, what is this hustling thing that you're hustling? Eh? Please, as in, just... No, so, please, so now, let's not be lying like this. No, no, no. But you know what? You know what? I feel like another thing again is, like you said, we need to talk to our children. Not talk at them, but talk to them. Yes. So you, you see, yes. now we're saying that, oh, Growing up, you could see the hosting and I'm wondering, I wanted it to be more present. The truth is, you could have a very realistic, cogent reason why you have to work and everything. And your child doesn't understand that. Now, mm -hmm. if you have to be, if you have to do a certain kind of thing, a certain kind of job, and it's affecting your children or your relationship with your children, the truth is, mm -hmm. are you going to, mm -hmm. it's almost like as if daddy, you're never around mommy. You're never, you're never present. I don't, it's almost like as if, oh, there's some, there's some, I remember one day my daughter had dad travel for like a few weeks and we're talking and she's like, I was like, ah, your daddy is going to, I don't know what I told her, but she was like, ah. so his pictures on my phone and she was like, ah, mommy, this one, I was like, who is this one? <laughs> 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 I'm, like, I'm like who is this one your daddy which one is this one you know but I, yeah i, I could understand what she was talking about i thought I, I, I was like see dave your daughter is calling you this one better come back wherever you are before, <laughs> better come back before you turn to you understand <laughs> you get so and you know that thing it actually creeps into it creeps into especially when they're from children into teenagers you know when that gap is not mm -hmm. and they become teenagers yes see mm -hmm. they were not trying to force force the thing the, force the connection that was not there yeah <laughs> and, and it would never they you start saying teenagers are rebellious yeah teenagers are not rebellious because you should leave those people alone you were once a teenager were you rebellious <laughs> honestly i had this i had this lady um Till today, we are still in communication. And for me, she was one of those people who like really grabbed me at my teenage years. And that's because she listened mm. to me. She always listened to me. She yeah. was married. She was young. Yes, mm. younger than my parents, of course. But she listened to me. She would, oh, she would, okay, let's go over to my house. We'll have play dates. You know, we'll just have fun. And she was a Christian. Mm. So it was like she was trying to influence me so that I do not deviate, of course, to the extreme. But she was mm -hmm. listening. Mm. And if there was anything I needed at that point, I just needed someone to listen. Do you understand? Yeah. I comes from yeah. talking. Do you understand? Let, let, let our children express themselves. You know, there was something that happened yesterday, yeah. yesterday into today. And our time is far gone, but okay, let's go into today. I I was I was late for church yesterday and I was just like, oh, Oh my god okay let me put i was trying to look at my clothes i was just throwing plinging clothes up and down like okay and i saw my daughter she didn't say anything no. and my daughter is very vocal like she just say whatever it's in her mind <laughs> so she was yeah and then i, I finished okay so that was late so i was like okay when i get back i'll i'll put it together and i was about to step out of the room she was like mm. she just put her head down i was like i was like what is the problem like mommy i'm sad i'm like what is it <laughs> like mommy see the room it's a mess put this together put this like, <laughs> the african mother nigerian mother like, eh, 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 like do you know who <laughs> you know that kind of thing that does not yeah. like, but i remember i'm like i'm trying to teach this girl to do the right thing do you understand regardless so, yeah. mm -hmm. like, so i just go back quietly mm -hmm. i pack everything together and i put it back in its place and I'm like, and then she looks at me, she's like, good job, mommy. I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, okay, no problem. That's fine. And I walked to the sitting room. And I discovered that she has thrown all the throw pillows on the floor and made a straight line. I'm like, aha, I have got you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, mm -mm. I feel sad, right? And she's like, why, mommy? I was like, the whole sitting room is a mess. She's like, oh, mommy. I'm like, uh-huh. 
and then she goes and she picks <laughs> it up and she arranges because now i've already shown her that you've got to i i did what yeah. i was supposed to do i didn't even have to talk mm. she knew what to do because mm. of what i had done so mm. there's that so yeah. in my head I, i've i've known that okay we can sit and have conversations we just talk and you're wondering are you talking to your three-year-old life i'm like yes yeah, so because she likes to talk yeah and she likes there are a couple of things that she likes yeah. and i'm like hey god like how do i make myself like you said about your daughter well like oh god god you have to help me because this is this is how she is <laughs> and i have to hmm. in a way channel through with wisdom of god to train her into what she's supposed to become debbie we have hmm. we have five minutes five minutes conversation <laughs> and i don't even know we have so much to talk about i don't know what we're going to do okay but um talking about culture now culture culture of this present culture and not just about um culture in terms, terms of okay you're a nigerian living in cameroon you don't have exactly yeah. like the nigerian culture where you put your children that's one aspect of culture mm-hmm. how is it influencing your, your yeah. the way you're bringing up your 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 child your children and then the culture of uh we have more of the worldly culture being pushed into places mm. as against the christian mm. living and culture that we want to teach our children how so these are two, mm. two areas that i want you to talk on how are you able to as a young mom now how are you actively mm. pushing through these cultures and the varying cultures to bring up your children and how God expects you to bring them up in. Just briefly talk about that. Okay, so um will I say luckily no no disrespect to Cameroon, okay. please. I love you guys. <laughs> but I'm I'm saying luckily because I'm homeschooling. Okay. So I we already have a kind of controlled environment. Okay since they are home most of the time i'm with them most of the time of course they have friends they have um friends that they 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 play with and you know things get passed on um so in terms of culture of the people around it, we're not so exposed to it okay um, somehow we are kind you can say you can almost say that we are in kind of a bubble mm. um I think I think it's just our own way of coping and not having too many things to to too many um things to to juggle okay. because our lives is is already quite difficult because of my husband's job we don't have a living help you know so I'm literally with them we have someone who comes to help um, a couple of times a week <clears throat> but most times I'm just with the kids or they're out playing with their friends and all of that so we're not as exposed to the culture around but i have i have um had some encounters with people you know and the culture as similar as it is is also quite different okay. from what we have in nigeria cameroonians are more well let me not say cameroonians the people i live with i mean the northwest of cameroon bamenda is the capital of the northwest so the people around me are more they are more um easy going um so you know the way i would say more like yorubas yeah. if uh, more like they are not like the Igbo kind of people that's you know very pushful like very entrepreneurial they do business but you know their their business is more like uh it's not a do or die affair okay. you know if you don't buy today you'll buy to, you'll buy tomorrow <laughs> you understand yeah. that kind of you know that that's the kind of culture so it's very laid back it's very easy going there's no fire on the mountain kind of approach to things unlike what you know what like what lagos is like where i grew up so it's it's just different it's many times i'm always if you ask in the market i'm always giving lectures you guys need to be more you know <laughs> you need to be more uh, entrepreneurial ah, why are you even on, on saturday i had to <laughs> to tell a woman you need to make profit how can you buy this thing for five thousand and sell it for five thousand five like what's wow. that what, what like what's the point why did you leave your house why did why did you come here at all you came to play or what you know but that's the kind of that's the kind of you know culture that's and then they are very nice like 
I don't, when I first came, I used to price things in the market, you know, and haggle, like, you know, like thinking I was in Lagos. But I realized that <laughs> whether you haggle or you don't, it's, they are giving you the price that they will give you. I don't know, I may be wrong, but this is my own. They are the kind of people that will sell tomato to you and make sure that you get only the best. Uh, of course you know that's not the same with our people <laughs> so <laughs> so that's that's the kind of that's the kind of um place that we live in um the christianity here is slightly different to from what we are so just the same way it's more their lives are just generally more laid back okay it's not as uh, fire 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 on the mountain kind of things that we have back in nigeria so in a way we are in our own bubble trying to regulate what we take in and what we don't. So um, we're still very much in touch with um, culture, our culture from Nigeria. The pastors we listen to, the, the, the community that we keep, we okay. keep in touch with our family, with our friends and all of that. In terms of the world now and how the world's culture is trying to take over and... Um, push up, push things on us. Yeah. For me, in our home, um, every night we have a devotion. Well, by God's grace, every night. It doesn't happen sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we just manage to say a prayer and it's it, that because it's already too late. But most times we try to do like a proper devotion. We sing, we sing songs, and then we read the Bible. Mm. Now, in reading the Bible, what we what we try to be deliberate about is to teach the principles so we don't want our kids to just know Bible stories, but we want them to understand what the Bible stories mean. Mm. And so the last, the last ones we, um, we read from Luke 15 we talk, was talking about the lost coin. So we had to explain that the lost coin is not really just about money. Of course, yes, if you lose your money and you find it back, you'll be excited, right? Mm. But it's not just about that. We're talking about how God sees souls and how we need to be um helping him win his win his children back yeah. who he has lost to the devil so you know just we just try to teach the principles we teach them the stories they know the stories we teach memory verses so in school when we do the homeschool every morning every week we have a memory verse for the week so we recite it every morning before we start the academic part we have some other things too that we do in the homeschool part so that way we are also internalizing memory verses but also learning the principles i believe that that's really what every christian needs in these times because deception is here already it's not coming it's here hmm. we have so many things so many things different shapes if I, if I go into this, we'll do another one hour. We yeah. have so many things. <laughs> <laughs> so many things happening right now. Many people who say they are Christian and then you look at their lives and they have influence. That's the thing that pains me. Mm. They have influence and many people are following them. But you look at their lives and you're like, this is not Christ. But you are mm. saying this is Christ and people are believing you that this is Christ. And it's, you know, it's painful for me and I, as it should be for any believer, you know, but that's what it is. The Bible says that in the in the last days, perilous times shall come. You know, there will be there will be there will be antichrists, simply put. So we just need to be careful and store the word of God in our hearts. I believe that's the only um, antidote for the coming yeah. falling away that will be that will happen. Yeah. Hmm. I think the scripture that comes to mind was when God was talking about was boasting about Abraham and he was like I know Abraham. He's going to teach yes. his children yes. in my way. And I think I think that's another yeah. thing we should deliberate as parents is to not mm. leave um knowing God to to outsiders or to just leave it to chance. <laughs> we have to yeah. really teach children about God and show yeah. children about God through our lives as well. I think that's that's the first thing they see, how much we serve god trust god and live for god it shows in our actions mm. how we lead the home and every other aspect of our lives but then we have to also teach them i think they they mm. better it's better that way that we pass on true values and true love of yeah. god to our true. children thank you so much debbie thank you so thank you <laughs> so much to say but yeah we have to go <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe we might have a part two or something or a follow-up okay. or we could have more guests. I don't okay. know. That would be but, awesome. But it was really beautiful. Yeah, it was really beautiful. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think you, you, you should pray. Just say a word of prayer for mothers. Mothers. Yeah, mothers for parents. <laughs> or, or just mothers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Our Father and our God, we thank you. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity to share, to share your word, to share your your heart. Lord, we pray concerning raising our children that, Lord, you will help us because we know that we can say a lot of things, but at the end of the day, it is by your grace, it is by your spirit. Lord, we ask that each and every one of us will tap into the grace that you've made available for us as believers. Help us, O God, not to stray away, not to be dazzled by the world. Help us to stay firmly rooted in in the precepts, in the principles of your word, in raising these children that you have so graciously given to us. Help us, O God, that we will not become complacent, that we will not take for granted And we will remember that on the last day, you will ask us, you will ask us to give account of how we have raised these ones. Help us that we will be faithful to the call of being parents, to the gift of being parents. And that even for those of us who do not have children of our own biologically, that we will not be slack in raising the children that we find around ourselves. That Lord, we will be deliberate in molding these lives into the image of your son jesus help us oh god in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen 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 it was such a refreshing conversation thank you for being a part of the conversation look out for more conversations like this every friday 7 a.m wat do subscribe to this channel so you get a notification when a new episode drops also i'm looking forward to continuing the conversation with you so please follow on the social media handle on instagram at your co-wife podcast if you want a more one-on-one approach or would like to share your story your take or you have a question as regarding the conversation do send an email to your co-wife pod at gmail.com in addition join the community by subscribing to your co-wife podcast newsletter where we hang out and share encouragement and inspiration on this journey together as a first-time subscriber you get an e-copy of the i am the virtuous woman prayer journal for free see you in the next episode god bless you